Hi, I'm Lisa Mirabile with Vertigo Media Group, and I'm here today at the More To Do podcast with Robert Strickoff, the Chief External Affairs Officer for EAC. Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm well, Lisa. How are you? Thank you for having us, and always thank you to Vertigo Media Group for being our host and for uh, putting on this More To Do podcast. We're very excited about our guest today. Today we have on Courtney Chickback, Program Director for the Long Island Dispute Resolution Center, and... Did you know what Long Island Dispute Resolution Center does? I did not. I did not either until I read this pamphlet, <laughs> so that's why um, <laughs> I'm so interested in what Courtney's going to have have to s- share with us today. Yep. But I just want to read you a couple of testimonials about sure. this. I mean, everyone has a conflict, right? Sure, right. <laughs> everyone. Everyone experiences conflict along the way. But the mediation, uh, the Dispute Resolution Center, what they do is they help with mediation. Um, And here's some testimonials about the mediators that work there. The mediator displayed exceptional professionalism, remains calm, even when both parties became upset and animated. Their soft-spoken approach helped us regain composure. Now, I can't think of a better better thing to be than calm when facing conflict, right? Right. And that is such a skill that you you need training on. And and when you place our, our mediators from... The Long Island, uh, the Long Island Dispute Resolution Center into one of these um, situations, high right. high conflict situations. Right. Right. They they remain calm. It's been around for forty years. And uh, why don't you tell us uh, what else some people sure. have said? The last one, uh, you know, we, listen, we can talk all day long about how wonderful the program is. Uh, the, the podcast would be two days long, uh, but I see you know one of these testimonials from a person who went through the program. With over 20 years of litigation experience, I was highly impressed by the media's ability to communicate with both sides, encourage, encourage settlement, and guide the parties through the process. Usually both parties leave a settlement conference slightly dissatisfied, but this time both parties were equally happy. It was a pleasure to witness them shaking hands and hugging as they left the room. Kudos to the talented mediator. Well, if that doesn't leave you wanting to find out more and how you can use their services, I don't know what will, because sure. that came directly from a litigator. Sure. So <laughs> that has a lot to say, and that is powerful. Thank you for joining us, Courtney. Uh, we really appreciate the time, and we look forward to hearing about not only you, but the programs that you run uh, here in Nassau and Suffolk County. Thank you so much for inviting me to participate in this podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing more information about Long Island Dispute Resolution Centers and all of the important work we're doing. This is the More To Do podcast, right? Hosted by uh, Lisa Mirable, uh, one of our board members and Vertigo Media Group. For more information on the EAC Network, you go to eac-network.org. That's eac-network.org to find out not only about this um, important um program, but the other 113 that we have. Lisa, take it away. <laughs> All right. Did, you know, we uh, received this one sheet with a lot of facts about Long Island Dispute Resolution, and um, I had no idea that we were one of the founding programs on Long Island for dispute resolution. Yeah. I think I read something about 40 years we've been a uh, part of the uh, no-cost mediation services here on Long Island. Yeah, that's unbelievable. No-cost mediation services means that more people have access to justice, and that's what I really love about this program. Yeah, yeah, I would say so, right? I mean, and then, you know, I wish I knew more about this, right? And I'm going to ask you this, Courtney, later on uh, in, in the podcast. So I was the citizen's advocate for the town of Babylon. He would, what does that even mean, that the is, citizen's <laughs> advocate? That is the person, you're, you take the phone calls of the people who complain. Who have a 
have a dispute, right? And that, or a conflict, I should say, and that conflict very often turns into a dispute. I wish I had that training uh, when I was there, uh, taking you know thousands of phone calls every day from uh, from Babylon and Suffolk residents. I think I might have talked to you then. <laughs> you I, I grew up in Lindenhurst. <laughs> I think I might have called you. Uh, it, it's you know we call it the complaint hotline, but really it was it really was you know town residents and, and Suffolk residents having you know a conflict and not knowing where to go and what to do, and very often. And Courtney will will attest to this. Very often, they'll call you know their local elected official. They'll call their local government, or maybe they call nine one one. Right. And is that what they should be doing? So, Courtney, we're here to talk about your work and the, and the program uh, that you know sponsored by EAC Network. But can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, this type of work? How does one get into dispute resolution? <laughs> Besides getting into a lot of disputes, exactly. <laughs> So I went to Cornell for college and I studied industrial and labor relations. Mediation comes from the labor movement in many ways. Uh, mediation was a tool used to avoid and resolve labor strikes uh, back in the early 1900s and up until this day. And so as part of my college program, I was able to take a basic mediation training through the Scheinman Institute on conflict resolution. And I was really interested in it. And I went to St. John's for law school to continue those studies. St. John's is a wonderful place to that has two centers. They have their Hugh Carey Dispute Resolution Center, and they also have the Labor and Employment Center. So because of those two programs, I was able to blend my interests in labor and employment and HR, and also in mediation and alternative dispute, dispute resolution. After I graduated from law school, I started working full-time in labor and employee relations, and I went to school at night at Columbia to get a master's degree in negotiation and conflict resolution. And after I graduated, I started mediating, I actually started volunteering at EAC to build my mediation experience. So back in 2018, I was an apprentice mediator at LIDRC and I mediated all through the pandemic and the vacancy opened and I applied and I got the job at EAC. So I was thrilled to move from apprentice mediator all the way up to overseeing the program um, and the volunteers. That is a great story. That yeah. is a great story. So undergrad at Cornell, um, law school at St. John's, then a master's at, Cor at um, Columbia, and then you started with EAC. Yes. Well, we're lucky to have you. <laughs> we're lucky to have you. So uh, We so only surround ourselves with really talented and smart you people, really, you know, <laughs> despite us. us. Yeah. Despite, exactly. Yeah, that Courtney, is that, is, that is an amazing uh, background. That That is really wonderful. You know, you, you said something about the Hugh Carey uh, Center at uh, St. John's, you know, and he was Governor Carey, right? Yes. So it, I think it sort of goes in line with what I was talking about is that, you know, very often, government is the first line of defense, or the first time you know that, that's where people call if they have a, right. a have a dispute or sense. conflict, right? Because they think that government can solve all these things. Yeah. Courtney, I'm telling you, we should go to every single town hall in in Nassau, Suffolk County, because I know they need this type of training. They probably have no idea that this even exists, and that's why we're doing this podcast. So you have to help us get the word out, yeah, and and educate Long Island on the proper protocol and how to get in touch with you. Which right? What is the L I D R C? Take it away. So it stands for Long Island Dispute Resolution Centers. 
So we are part of a network of community dispute resolution centers. Uh, there are 20 of them located throughout New York State, and the CDRC network provides um, access to justice and no-cost ADR services to all 62 counties. So our centers cover Nassau and Suffolk County. We offer a number of services in the alternative dispute resolution field. Our most popular is mediation. We also have a lemon law arbitration. We offer circles, restorative circles, peer mediation training, conflict resolution training, facilitation, and any other type of conflict resolution coaching that you might need, we can offer that to you for no cost. So this is offered to individuals or only to other organizations? So we offer services to everyone. This is a community center. So we are really here to support and empower Long Island individuals, businesses, families, community members to make Long Island a more peaceful place. And you can see how it, <laughs> you can see how this matches our our not only our vision but our our values here at the EAC network, right? Oh, she said I'm empower, right? It. Empower, assist, care. Um, if Lisa and I, um, you know, were in a mall and there was a dispute over a parking spot and maybe a dented car or something, and we couldn't figure this out, right? I mean, maybe nine one one gets called, but. Obviously, they have more important things to do, right? Yeah, I'd <laughs> say a little bit than right? dealing with um, a, a little so, scratch and uh, dent in right. the parking lot. Is, yeah. that a, is that a situation where we can't figure this out? Or, you know, I mean, is that a, an avenue for, for us to go to and say, hey, let's, let's work on this? So you certainly can call the center. We have seen cases like that in our small claims mediation program. So that is our largest program. We oversee all of the volunteer mediators at, in the Nassau and Suffolk County small claims courts. So those are claims under $5,000. We have a, the location in Hempstead in Nassau County. And then we have five courthouses in Suffolk County that we support, Huntington, Hot Pog, Ronkonkoma Day and Night Court, Patchog, and Lindenhurst. And we also offer additional services in the East Hampton, South Hampton, South Holt, and Sag Harbor courthouses as needed. So how does someone get in touch with you when you say they call? They call what number? So for Suffolk County, they can call 631-265-0490. Extension 203. Or they can call our Nassau County office at 516-489-7733, extension 165. I think it's so important to say that because yeah. often we have no idea how to get in touch with these resources, right? Right. It's very hard to f very hard to find. And if you're not um, doing podcasts like us, <laughs> you have no idea these programs even exist. Right. Uh, I say, listen, you're absolutely right. One more time, right? In Suffolk County, it's 631-265-0490, extension 203. In Nassau County, it's 516-489-7733, extension 165. And of course, you can always go to our website, uh, eac-network.org, uh, to find out more information, not only about this, but other programs. Now, you spoke about um, individuals that are not family. Yep. How do you uh, take the service into some households? How do you help families? We have a number of programs that support families. We have been incredibly lucky to have excellent court partners. 
So in Suffolk County, Judge Kreka and his team have been wonderful in supporting us in offering mediation services in family court. So we are mediating custody and visitation cases where co-parents need to develop a parenting plan on how they want to move forward with um, decisions and schedules. We also offer services to families who have uh, children with special needs. So we offer a special education mediation program to help families when they're in, in a dispute with a school district about placement services or any other aspect of fulfilling special needs child's education. Um, and we also have our Access VR program that helps individuals with disabilities resolving employment-related disputes. Um, and we have our early intervention program where mediation takes place between the Department of Health and parents to resolve issues related to services for special needs children under the age of three years old. Wow. Courtney, uh, uh, listen, oh, we, wow. We, we, there's a lot there, right? But you got to digest. We have to digest. And I think we got we to gotta talk about this. So we work, you, you work on, a parent has a, a, a child with special needs, right? And they go in and they get the assessment. I forget exactly what it's called. Um, you know, I don't, there's, I don't a, there's, know. Some, there's a code, right? A code, what is right? it? It's not 501c3 because yeah, no. that's a not-for-profit. But what do they get? They get their... Um, they get an evaluation. Right, an evaluation. My, the school district says, here's the level of services, um, high, low, medium, whatever the case may be. Right. And, of course, the parents like, I, you know, we obviously need more services because they think their child needs more services. We assist that parent in talking to the school about additional services? So I know that certain school districts have better services, right? Because yeah. this happened to uh, a friend of mine. And then they ended up going to a different school district who had additional services that this child might need. So someone like that would call uh, your phone number. Correct. So we can help mediate as an alternative to the due process procedure that parents and school districts have to go through um, mm -hmm. to resolve those disputes. We offer the alternative of mediating to see if they can work out some type of solution together. Those are long-term relationships. You know, a student is in school K through 12. So that sure. those parents and that um, special ed department are going to be working together for many years. So there is an incentive to collaborate and work together on coming up with a solution that works for everyone. So hopefully they can get that win-win outcome that they're looking for. That That's unbelievable. I, I mean, you know, I, listen, I, we say it all the time, right? I can't believe we do this. This is not... You know, I'm so I, glad that we do this podcast. I, I know it's good I really for us. learned so much. It's you this know so great. It, when you talk about marketing and public relations of EAC and the work and the programs that we do, listen, this I, I I'd say this this might get buried, right? Like, hey, there's so many things that we do. There's so many high profile things. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that maybe you know make uh, the public domain, or maybe they make social media uh, or press releases. But what's more important than this? Yeah, fighting for children. A, a family's child to say this child needs more services from the school district that we pay taxes into. I mean, I don't know if there's a greater impact that we can have than that. Do you just want to clarify that we don't advocate for families? We are neutral and impartial facilitators. So we bring together schools and parents to allow them the space to have that conversation to come mm -hmm. up with those collaborative outcomes. You you know you know you know what you're advocating for a, a solution right and 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 for for people to be for people being heard for families being heard and I think very often what happens is people say 
know, who do I talk to? Or I, I'm not being heard, or I'm not saying it right, or you know, I'm just frustrated. Right. So, uh, right, I, I thank you for saying that you're not an advocate for the parent or the child, but what you are an advocate for is is getting it right, solution, or, or trying to get it right, right, right. Yep. So, uh, I, I still, I, st- I stand by my my uh, comment is that this is a very important um, uh, program, and I, and I think the impact is just you know goes beyond you know, something that, you know, that we can understand. So, I, you know, keep keep up the good work there. I mean, it's all about family, right? When yep. when you boil down what a community is, it's about the families that live in right. these communities, and we're making an impact there yep. directly within the family, whether it has to do with special needs, whether it has to do with someone going through a divorce and, and it needs mediation, uh, counseling and training for our, um, for the people that are in charge. How do they get the counseling and training so that they can do yep. a better job? To help these people, I mean, we talk about it all the time, right? Um, community, yep. Jobs, education, yep. Right, yep. yep. How do we improve the, the how lives do we improve in, in, within our community? Right, right. You say that it, ripple effect. That you, ripple effect. You say it every podcast. This is about the community that we live in. That's right. And this it's is right here. Right. This is certainly about Nassau and Suffolk County. Um, Courtney, can you talk a little bit about the other partners that you mentioned, whether it's the court system or law firms? You know, we would love to hear about who your partners are, who the community stakeholders are, who's helpful, who, you know, who do we need to talk to more about? And that's one reason we're doing the podcast, right? Because we want right. we we to promote this, this, this type of work. And, and how do we make it bigger and better? So first and foremost, the Office of Court Administration has been a wonderful sponsor for us. Um, back in 2019, New York State Court System announced presumptive ADR, which means that court cases are presumed to use some type of alternative dispute resolution before they move forward to trial. So we have partners in Albany who support us every day and we're grateful for. We have our local stakeholders. So like I mentioned, Judge Kreka and his team, Matt Deedy. Um, and then we have in Nassau County, Yvonne Marin has been a wonderful a partner for us. We recently launched a new program in partnership with Nassau County for attorney client fee disputes. So typically those cases will go to arbitration and the arbitrator will decide the outcome. Now we're giving people the opportunity to work collaboratively together to come up with their own solution. So we're thrilled about this. This type of case, we're going to be using co-mediation. Most of our mediations happen with solo volunteers. These will happen with an attorney volunteer mediator and a non-attorney volunteer mediator, helping these parties work out some type of a solution. Again, all of these uh, services that we provide are at no cost. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So this is our More To Do podcast. This is the EAC Network's More To Do podcast. And if you're interested in finding out more about EAC and the many programs that we offer, we invite you to go to our website at eac-network.org. And if you need information or you missed the phone number, please, again, visit our website. You can fill out our contact form and someone yep. will reply back immediately. And we are here to absolutely help you at no cost. Yeah, yeah. Again, thank you to Vertigo Media for, for being our host. I wanted to ask uh, about uh, some of the, your staff members that are there. Uh, of course, Judy Axelrod is the senior director. Uh, Greg Shiner is one of our outreach coordinators. And I, and I, I don't know if there's a, besides you, I don't know if there's a more passionate person at EAC Network who, who just lives and breathes this work. Uh, and, and I know you're nodding your head because you know that's a true statement. He is 
an unbelievable advocate for um, the center and the work that he does. He talked. I was talking to him, and he mentioned that the work in the school districts, right? And I, I don't see it here, but it, it, it's more than just the work with special ed, right? You, you actually go into the school districts and do dispute resolution with with kids and and teachers, right? Greg is phenomenal. He runs the most amazing peer mediation training programs in school districts to teach youth how to use conflict resolution skills in middle school. I believe he's targeting mostly middle school students. Um, how can you use conflict resolution to work through some of the challenges that teens face? Um, he also is our circle keeper that is on staff. So he is an expert in restorative practices and using circle keeping as a way to repair harm um, after some, some type of incident has happened. Right. You know, when I was reading all the material, I don't think I had a clear idea uh, what mediation was. Did you, Doris? No, 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 certainly not. <laughs> Maybe you can clear that up for us. What is mediation? Sure. So mediation is a alternative dispute resolution process where there is a neutral and impartial mediator who helps parties facilitate um, a conversation to reach a resolution. So there are five pillars that we that are our core values that we follow. Um, the first is that it is a confidential process, meaning that if it were to go, if the matter were to go to court, um, you can't use the offers that you made there to try to prove your case. Um, it is always voluntary. So parties can choose whether or not and how they participate in mediation and if they reach an agreement or not. Um, it is so the, the mediator is neutral and impartial. They don't have a previous relationship with the parties. They don't have a stake in the outcome. Um, and the biggest part of mediation is that parties are making their own choices. So they are empowered to decide the outcome. If they go to court, they have to leave it up to the judge to make that decision for them. In mediation, they can make that choice for themselves of what solutions they want and how they wanna resolve their dispute. We also do um, have a Lemon Law arbitration program. And we are actually the most popular Long Island, or we are the most popular Lemon Law arbitration in New York State. Um, Nassau and Suffolk counties, we have five extremely talented lemon law arbitrators. They do something slightly different than mediation. They are arbitrators, so they make a decision. Both parties present their cases to the arbitrator, and they will make a decision on the outcome based upon the information that's presented. So the lemon law cases relate to new and used cars um, that the consumer does not believe are functioning properly. So it's a case between the manufacturer and the consumer, but um, a lot of people have um, enjoyed that process. Courtney, Courtney, would you say that the lemon law, um, the, the, the lemon law work that you're doing, I mean, that's really probably for people that don't have access to a lawyer, who, who don't have access to other services, who may not know that, that the lemon law applies to them, right? I mean, that, sure. again, that's a sort of, I would access to justice, right? Absolutely. And and I mean, is it is it the people that are going there? You, you said that you know it's it's a big part of what you do and the most um, positive, most um, popular um, um, lemon law center in the state. Is it people underserved? Like, I mean, maybe this is not in the podcast, but is it people who who don't know where to go? Or listen, if I bought, I don't know, 
$80,000 car, I might not need the lemon law because I can figure it out, right? Or I have a lawyer that can figure it out. Right, but when you buy a used car and, and <clears throat> you feel tricked, right? Right, right. Are, you, uh, are we serving underserved people? No, we are serving everyone. We are serving everyone. So we've seen six-figure cars come through that program because it, we have a partnership with the attorney general's office. So this is the exception to all services are free. If you file a Lemon Law case, there is a nominal filing fee. However, New York State Attorney General's Office oversees this Lemon Law arbitration program and it's run through them. And so when our arbitrators make an award, it can be, like I said, a six potentially a six-figure award because it's any car that falls within these parameters. Some people show up with attorneys, others show up pro se. Um, it's up to the person. That, that's something that I didn't know. Again, right? It's something, again, I didn't know. That, that, that's a wonderful service that's provided to all Nassau and Suffolk residents. And it's really it, something I would never think that EAC right. has <laughs> under their programs. Right, we right. do everything. I, so <laughs> there's if, not one program. If you live <laughs> in Nassau, Suffolk County, and if you feel you've been wronged by uh, uh, the purchase of a used or new car, right? And can you go through the lemon law? Like, what does that mean when someone buys a car? I'm like, oh. So... On Long Island, having a car is really important because we don't really have a lot of public transportation to get around. So car is everything for safety and movement. Um, so what happens is new cars, used cars, wheelchairs, and farm equipment um, can go through this Lemon Law arbitration process. So the case is between a manufacturer and a consumer if somebody believes that they got a quote unquote lemon, so a defective vehicle, they can file through this program and pursue possibly getting a refund or a replacement vehicle if they prove their case. How many families do you think we see on Long Island? Well, I can say that for our mediation programs in 2022, we successfully mediated 794 cases. We wow. have 20 active mediators, about 34 mediation apprent mediator apprentices, and we have five Lemon Law arbitrators. Oh my gosh, that's something. Wow. How does one become a mediator? Yeah. How do, how do you do this? I know you went through quite an extensive uh, education, but how does one become a mediator? Do they have to go through all the training that you went through? So if someone were interested in joining... Long Island Dispute Resolution Centers as a mediator, there are a few steps that they would need to take. First, they would have to complete a basic mediation training. Our basic mediation training is part 146 approved by New York State court system. So there are many different trainings that you could take out there. It is preferred if somebody wants to mediate at LIDRC that they take our basic mediation training. We actually have another class coming up starting on October 16th. Um, we typically offer the course three times the year. We offer scholarships if someone is not able to pay the tuition for diverse neutrals to join our panel. Um, so after completing the basic mediation training, it's a 30-hour course, and participants learn fundamentals about conflict resolution, then they would have to complete a mediation apprenticeship. So 
our apprenticeship program involves four components. The first is the three classroom sessions where mediators practice their, their mediation skills in their role plays. So there are a number of small claims and community mediation role plays that they do to build their skills. Then they move on to observing three actual mediation cases with one of our veteran mediators to see how things work in real life. And then they do five co-mediations with a veteran mediator to practice their skills. And so it's kind of like training wheels with mediation where they're partnered with somebody who's very experienced and they get to start practicing. And then they have their final three evaluated mediations where they are examined based upon a checklist of criteria and skills that they need to be able to demonstrate that they possess. And then they would pass their apprenticeship. Now for some of our advanced programs like custody and visitation or special education mediation, there is another requirement that they complete an additional training, 16 hours typically, to learn more about the specialty area. And then they will have to complete an advanced apprenticeship program to build the skills in that specific case area and be observed and um, approved before they can actually mediate those cases. So do they have to be a lawyer first? Absolutely not. No. We have the majority of our mediators are non-attorneys. We have some attorneys, we have non-attorneys, but it's not a requirement. I just had a few more things I wanted to add. So we offer customized conflict resolution training programs for organizations. So we are able to create training programs. If there are teachers who need that, we can offer that to both the teachers and Greg does the peer mediation program. So in those programs, they can learn communication skills, active listening skills, de-escalation, and overall conflict resolution is covered. They would also learn about facilitation and mediation, specific processes that they can use and apply in the classroom to try to resolve conflict that arises. Yeah. I would add, they're not, they're not actually trying to resolve. They will resolve the, com they will resolve the conflict <laughs> with those processes. You know, before you go, we should, we should add this because I see it in your brochure, right? The benefits of conflict resolution uh, training, right? Um, and you talked about, uh, Lisa asked you, how do you, how do you become a mediator? Um, can you talk, uh, Courtney, what are the benefits of conflict resolution training? There are many benefits of having a conflict resolution training uh, either if you want to become a mediator or if you're an organization who is looking to reduce conflict in the workplace. Yeah. So this can really help staff learn communication skills and improving those communication skills. Uh, through the training, people can improve their problem-solving abilities. Afterwards, we get raving reviews about our training, so people will have a higher morale and like I said, and I think Bob, you said too, it's really empowering to be able to navigate a conflict situation when you feel that you have the skill set to do so effectively. So people walk away feeling like they, they got something that they maybe they didn't have before. Okay, great. Gotcha. Well, that's wonderful. You know, one of the things that falls under your mission is the restorative practices and um you know, the LIDRC offers peer mediation training in Long Island schools, right, where students are taught a process of communication and problem solving to apply 
to help with their peers reach settlements of disputes without confrontation or violence. That's a mouthful. We've without confrontation and violence. I mean, I think that that's the key. Right. And we're not the only community in the country that have seen uh, school violence, right? That's right. Uh, we had just in the news the last, within the last three weeks, uh, you know, a student bringing in uh, weapons into a school. We had a, a, an unfortunate stabbing in one of our school districts in Suffolk County. Yes. Um, so I think this restorative practices is an important aspect of what's going on in school districts, right? This podcast will probably be uh, produced and aired in July, uh, yes. but we certainly should be uh, sending this to uh, leaders in our school districts. I think July is timely because yeah. we should send it, just like you said, Robert, to our superintendents within the school dis districts to let them know that we have these programs and these resources are available so they could plan right. their year because July is when they are planning, right? So plan Perfect. your year now Perfect. and let EAC come in and help you with this very important, you know, peer um, mediation. Yeah, student to student. and But also um, to help, I think, what Greg uh, Shiner also mentioned is that we can talk to teachers and, and the frontline people in, in school districts who are dealing with and see these disputes, right? And, and uh, they see these conflicts that, that turn into disputes. So we are certainly going to do that. We'll make sure that we get that word out. And, we're, you know, again, we thank you for being on the More To Do podcast. It's very, very important information. This is one of the things that, that jumped out at me that we actually help students um, go through a process where they can solve their problems without confrontation or violence. And help families find the resources that they need. I mean, the yeah. whole thing about the special, about special needs and yeah. helping them get the proper resources, that's what stood out to me. So everyone who's listening will get something else out of the podcast. So listen through until the end yeah. because we always have so much information. And like the podcast says, there's always more to do. There certainly is. So thank you, Courtney, for coming on today. Um, you were so informative and so helpful and enlightening. I, I thank you for all that you do as a board member. I thank you for all that you do at EAC. And again, let's repeat those important sure. phone numbers, Robert, so yep. we know how to get in touch with you. In Suffolk County, it's 631-265-0490. That's extension 203. In Nassau County, it's 516-489-7733, extension 165. Um, I think this podcast is for families. I think it's for students. I think it's for teachers. I think it's obviously for lawyers. Um, I think it's for anyone that deals with people who have a conflict that might turn into a dispute. And that covers a lot of people. So we're going to try to get this uh, podcast out to all of those people and really get the word out for the Long Island Dispute Resolution Center. And so, Courtney, thank you. So if you're listening, please uh, like us and share the podcast with your family and friends. Courtney, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. And I look forward to all uh, the great things that the uh, center is going to do for us. 